Where do we start this? And the answer doesn't matter. Help. We're having a good time. Right. <laughs> he couldn't wait to get in here. You need sales balls to make sales calls. Sure. I'm tweeting that puppy. <laughs> okay. Welcome to the Sell or Die podcast. We're your hosts, Jeffrey and Jen Gittimer. I'm the author of The Little Red Book of Selling and 15 other best-selling books and the creator of the seven-figure sales formula program. I grew up in Philadelphia, sold in New York City, but was smart enough to move to Charlotte, North Carolina. And I'm the author of Sales in the New York Minute and creator of Breakthrough Business Babe Community. Fun fact, I'm obsessed with our dogs and consider them humans. If you have a dog, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Sell or Die is for sales professionals, salespeople, sales managers, entrepreneurs, and business owners who want to sell more at full price, earn loyalty, and have an unlimited stream of referrals. Every single episode is going to give you real-world, easy-to-implement solutions so that you can get your calls returned, your proposals read and acted on, all while creating relationships that you can take all the way to the bank. It's time to sell or die. We're going to talk about something that I found out on accident. I, Jennifer and I have been going full steam ahead, preparing for one of our big customers. They're needing all kinds of modules for training, and I'm making them short because people have, it's like, no attention span whatsoever, especially in sales. So I'm making all of these two, three minute modules. Jen thinks there's too many of them. That's our fight. But the bottom line is we're somehow getting to. He, he's making two to three minute videos within each module. Yes. Right? There's five of those videos in there and she wants four. There were 15. So here's the challenge. And this is a big one. How do you get ready to do these modules? Well, it's the same way you get ready to do a sale. You know the old expression, ready, set, go? They even leave off the get part of it. Get ready, get set, go. And maybe that's where from the get-go even comes from. We'll see. Huh. But in the meantime, I came up with something that's pretty interesting. I was getting ready, and I could only really concentrate for about an hour. So I put getting ready aside and did other things. And I came back to get ready again and again. And then I realized that, wait a second, the reason I was able to get mentally ready is because I was physically ready. So here's the new formula. Get physically ready, get mindset, get mentally ready, and then get mentally ready maybe the next hour, or maybe get mentally ready the next day, and then get confident by reviewing ready, and then go. I want you to think about that. Because after this podcast, we're going to be discussing it again. But I think that the key here for me, and Jen, you can chime in, because you do the same thing. You're getting ready for a talk, and you're in Canva or whatever you're using, and you only have about an hour capacity to really concentrate. And then you leave it alone for a while. And then you go back to getting ready again, but you start by reviewing what you got ready first, you go, wait a second, I could have done that better. I could have. So you actually become your own review. 
you actually become your own editor for whatever it is that you're doing. And I'll tell you, I've made some amazing improvements in my own thought process, my own writing, simply by reviewing it the next day. Yeah. So I think there's a couple things in what you just said that really stuck out for me, because I don't think people break down the getting ready part into those components like you just listed. And I think that that's really key is it's not just, you know, getting ready to sit at a computer for an hour. It's getting ready with your mind, getting ready physically, getting ready, ready mentally, all of those things. I really thought, think that that's, that's critical. And one thing I always do, and you'll notice it pisses you off, Jeffrey, when I ask you this question, but it's because of how I think. I always ask, what's the outcome? What do you want to have happened? What message are you trying to transfer? That's not what you what? ask. You ask, what's the transformation? That's what pisses what? me off. What's the what's outcome the- is what I would ask. That's what I would say. What's the outcome? What's the transformation is something some girl would say. Got it. Well, I am a girl. so. Okay. And I identify as being a girl as yeah, well. Yeah, I identify and as a father. There you go. And so yeah. I always think, what kind of transformation do I want to create? Or as I've now called it, because I'm so used to hearing Jeffrey in my ear, what's that outcome? What I don't want to say begin with the end in mind because it sounds so corny. But I really try to think if I'm trying to transfer a message, if it's a sales message or it's a presentation, no matter what the message is, if it's a message here, right, on, on a live video, what do I want my listener, reader, viewer, watcher, participant, attendee to take away at the end? And if I can get that straight, then I can back everything up and kind of plan into that. I'm going to say this. Begin with the end in mind is bullshit. You begin by getting ready. And the end, whatever you want the outcome to be, will come to mind. Begin with the end in mind. It's, it's garbage. I don't mean to trash Stephen Covey, but... He stole from St. Francis of Assisi. You don't do that. Seek first to understand, then be understood. St. Francis of Assisi, 1100. Just saying. Let's put this now into like a a sales frame of mind or a weak frame of mind for a salesperson or entrepreneur. How do you get physically ready? How do you get mentally ready? What are some of the things that you do, Jeffrey? Getting physically ready for me means finding comfort. I want to make sure that I'm sitting in a comfortable place, that the ambiance is right, that I have the right even kind of clothing on. Something's, I wear cotton. That's it. I don't wear anything else. 100% soft, fluffy cotton. If you see me, you see me in cotton, period. And I feel comfortable. I am comfortable. My surroundings are comfortable. I'm in my zone. I'm in my creative writing zone, thinking zone. So that I'm physically ready by making sure my ass feels good and my arms feel good and everything about me is good. In the meantime, the challenge for you as a salesperson is you're getting ready. Now, sometimes you're getting ready to go out on a sales call. So you're making sure you're all spiffy and everything's all look nice and, you know, looking professional or at least looking relaxed professional. Because I think after this COVID thing, I think coat and ties are going to go away forever. I think the manufacturers of the world are going to have to come up with something different because we've been in casual clothing for a year and a half and it feels good. We've also been home for a year and a half and that feels good. So things are going to change as we open up our freedom and your job is to feel good about it and change with it. 
I wouldn't go out in flip-flops and a T-shirt, but I would certainly go out in more relaxed clothing. And I think you're going to find the same on the other side of the fence. But the key to physically getting ready is being physically comfortable. Because if you have a scratchy tag in the back of your shirt, that's all you think about. So I'm just challenging you, getting physically ready is as important as anything you can do to get mentally ready. That's step number one. Step number two is put your mind in the right space. Because if you're doing this begrudgedly, you're going to lose. Yeah, I think that like physical space, not just like your physical being, but also your desk, your ambiance, the noises that are around you. Like right now I hear the gardeners. I don't know why they're here on Sunday. And I'm grateful that they're here, but they're annoying me. Right. Right. And that would not lead to great concentration if I was trying to work on. You're going to go someplace else or wait till they stop. But you and I have spent thousands of dollars to be comfortable in our surroundings. The right chair, the right lights, the right everything. Yeah, my desk chair is like ergonomic times a million. I mean, it's just the most comfortable thing. And when I sit in it, I have a routine. And I wonder if you guys have a routine as well. When you sit down, like I might light a candle or I might put my diffuser on and I have a whole thing I go through so that it signals to my brain that now you're getting ready to begin work. In case you're not a girl, you probably just want a bag of potato chips. And if you're a guy that does the same thing, that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. If you light a candle, you're my kind of guy, swear to God. So I usually start out by reading a paragraph or two from a book that inspires me, or I listen to a song that inspires me, or I watch something that would inspire me. So I may watch five minutes of the Martin Luther King speech, I Have a Dream, or a Steve Jobs speech that he gave at the graduation class at Stanford. So I'm looking at this from the from the perspective of how am I getting ready physically and mentally to start getting ready? My mindset, my physical ambiance, the whole nine yards. Getting ready to get ready. <laughs> yeah, you do. You get ready to get ready. Mm-hmm. But at and, some point, you just have to go. Yeah. Getting ready requires a go point so you can go. Because if you don't get ready, you're going to go and, quote, wing it. And wing it is another word for fuck it up. Because there's no way. So, There's one other thing that I would like to include in getting ready. And that is removing all the distractions that are in your head. So not just the external distractions, like I just spoke about the gardeners. But, you know, when you're constantly thinking about all the things you need to do, you're diverting a subset of your attention to all the things you need to do versus actually just writing down all the things you need to do, getting it out of your head so that you can just go do the thing and focus on the one thing. You know, there is this, um, I think I've spoken about it on the show before a long time ago. There's this formula. We think as humans, we're like the best multitaskers on the planet. You know, oh, I can be on Zoom and have a second screen or, oh, I can be talking to someone and, and be texting or doing two projects at once in my brain. And the truth is our brains are not meant for multitasking. So if you tell me that you are the best multitasker in the world, kudos to you. But what I'm going to tell you is if you're paying, if you're using a hundred percent of your brain space on one project, and then you think you're going to go divert it. So like 50% is on one project and 50% is on another. That's not how it works. The minute you decide to give your attention to something else, 
you lose a portion of your brain space in what's known as this contextualized switching. Okay. And so you lose five to 10%. So now instead of having 50, 50 on each project, you're really having 40, 40 and, or 45, 45 and 10% of that is gone, is gone, wasted in the switching effort. And so I just think it's amazing when people are like, oh, I'm doing all the things. I'm doing these 3 million things. And I'm like, just do one, just do one, finish that one thing and then do the next thing. And the best way to do that, or the only way, in my opinion, to do that is in your getting ready. It comes in that piece where you're writing everything down, sorting it out. Jeffrey's really good at this, prioritizing things. Jeffrey, talk about how you make the like priority list because you do something that most people don't do on those lists. First of all, I put the most important thing I got to do at the top of the list and get rid of everything else mentally. But I put everything down on the list. I don't care what it is. I got Jen needs me to go to Lowe's to look at a freezer. It's on the list. I need avocados so I can make guacamole. It's on the list. In case there's a meat shortage, I want to make sure we have a ton of meat in a freezer somewhere. When you make the list, you add a column that most people don't add that says estimated amount of time for this project. Yeah, that's true. There's no way I'm not accurate with that 100% of the time, but I kind of realized like, oh, shit, I got like five things I got to do. It's going to take three hours to do. When will that happen? Like, I just can't go get the freezer. It's going to take an hour. Where's that hour coming from? And the answer is either at the end of the day today or sometime tomorrow, probably tomorrow. But I want to throw something else at you as you're doing work or trying to achieve. And Jen talked about multitasking. And some people say, well, I listen to music while I'm working. Well, if the music has words, it's diverting. So I'm going to give you somebody that I just found, Anna, A-N-A, Vidovic, V-I-D-O-V-I-C, Anna Vidovic. She is the most unbelievable classical guitarist I've ever seen. I think that anyone has ever seen. She comes from Serbia or something, and she's here, I think, now. It's unreal, and she'll play Bach on the guitar. So put it on low, put it in the background, and let it relax you just a little bit. I did it yesterday. It really worked. I mean, it real. I went searching for more of her music. Love that. There's another type of music I listen to, too, which is called binaural beats. And it has a different frequency that allows you to focus. So I just go on YouTube and I search for binaural beats, focus, concentration, get work girly. done kind of beats and it's just girly. beats. It's, it yeah, is girly, girly, but you know what? Girly There's a lot music. of men who like to be girly. You're girly. Well, I like shopping. <laughs> Does anyone know how many times Jeffrey has called me girly in this episode? Because I would like to know, <laughs> DM me. <laughs> but when you listen to binaural beats, you have to listen with headphones because it, it has a different, you can only hear it when it's in your ear versus when it's just coming out of your speaker. I don't know why, but I just know that's a thing. I will also say I'm concerned about the radio frequency of AirPods, but we won't get into that on this episode. Oh, my God. Okay, so (laughs) just by the way, I'm not concerned with 5G, radio frequencies. I'm not concerned with any of that. I got my first 75 years behind me. I'll probably go another 20 with or without them. Okay, so, Jen, this has been an amazing get ready day. You have been an amazing get ready participant. 
I love the hell out of you, whether Aww. you're transforming or not. And <laughs> I'm going to say goodbye I'm to the diehard podcast episode. Until next yeah. time, I'm Jane Gittimer. I'm Jeffrey Gittimer. And I'm challenging you to get out there and get ready, even if your ass falls off. Thank you so much for listening to Sell or Die. We hope that this episode has helped you transform the way you think, given you new ideas, and provided you a new perspective on the sales and business challenges that you face every day. So you can get out there and win the customer all the way to the bank. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a second to rate and review. Each review helps us help more people just like you make a difference in this world. Don't forget to take a screenshot, share it in your Instagram stories and tag us at Jeffrey Gittimer and at Jen Gittimer. See, See you, you next, next week. week.